SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Brenton. I'm on the grid, and so is the raging redhead, Cam Stewart, and so will Lou from Gamblue.com in a couple of minutes. We've got a lot of stuff to get to uh, this evening. We've got a basketball game coming up in less than uh, 30 minutes' time, a critical uh, basketball game for the Milwaukee uh, Bucks. They don't want to find themselves in the same uh, situation that the Toronto Raptors uh, are in right now, down two games uh, to none. And for the record, only 7% of teams in NBA history who are down two games to none um, go on to win the series. The last uh, team to actually do it, were the Toronto Raptors last year against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, so the Bucks uh, in tough against a scorching red-hot Miami Heat basketball team. We've got the uh, coolest two words in sports uh, tonight besides money line hits, and that's game seven. <laughs> I, I <laughs> like money line hits. Cam Stewart. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that. You always hear that, Cam, the, the, two, the two best words in sports. Words in sports. Game seven. I'm thinking, I don't yeah, know, no. parlay hits, money line wins. It's a couple yeah. other two, good, good uh, two words, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Golfer wins, because I know it's usually going to be over like yeah, yeah. 10 or 12 to one or more. Now, I'm with you, Gabe, but this is a really big basketball game. You said it, and uh, Milwaukee's got to figure it out. This is a team that, you know, people talked about, oh, they're going to breeze through the East and whatever. Like, Boston looks great right now, the Miami Heat. Like, this is a team that has a lot of pressure on them and I see the line has gone opened up at five up to five and a half and now six on FanDuel I'm thinking about taking Miami again I I just I really trust Jimmy Butler in this team Milwaukee they have to bring their A game but there's no guarantee they're going to win this game I might just take the points I expect it to be a pretty tight game Gabe well I'll tell you what uh, Cam if you ask anybody right now who's going to be playing in the Eastern Conference Finals they'll tell you it's going to be the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat which means it's going to be the Milwaukee Bucks and the Toronto Bucks, Raptors. The Toronto Raptors. Uh, because, yeah, a couple of days ago, people were talking about how soft and heartless Denver were. And now Denver yeah. the 12th team in NBA history to come back uh, from Excellent a 3-1 deficit. A lot of basketball left to be played in the Miami-Milwaukee series. A lot of basketball left to be played in the Toronto-Boston uh, uh, series. Except uh, Game 3 is an absolutely positively must-win uh, yes. basketball game. For the Toronto Raptors, we have a game seven uh, tonight, Oklahoma City and Houston. And, you know, I'm actually pretty fired up uh, for this game uh, tonight. And I'm surprised the point spread is as high as it is. Uh, We'll break uh, that down. And we also have another eliminator uh, tonight in the National Hockey League, Dallas Stars and the Colorado Avalanche. And, uh, Cam, I'll take the uh, accolades now if you want to get it out of the way. As I told you. The Vancouver Canucks were not <laughs> going to roll over. And I told you the Vegas Golden Knights took the pedal off the medal against the Chicago Blackhawks, and it all added up to a nice plus 210 win. Big win. I will say this. Thatcher Demko, I'll give Vancouver, I'll give Travis Green and that staff credit. Markstrom was tired. They rolled out this guy with, like, no playoff experience, and he stood on his head, man. He was fantastic. And what's the story of the NHL playoffs right now? Second and third string goalies. You see the matchup for tonight. Colorado's going back to Hutch, and uh, Bishop is starting for Dallas, which is interesting because he got pulled from that game after the Avalanche scored five goals in the first period. So should be interesting, but 
kudos to you, man. That was a great pick with uh, Vancouver. I thought Vegas would get it done, but hey, man, Vancouver's a gritty team. I give a lot of credit to Travis Green. Um, big fan of uh, Travis Green. The Vancouver Canucks have a bright uh, future ahead of them. I like what he did, too. Uh, I don't know if you saw before the game. They put, like, different words on everybody's sticks and stuff. Stick, yeah. And basically, <laughs> I love it. Like, they made it fun. It was like, you know what? It's like the last day of school or something. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates. I am Gable Morenci. You are listening to Game Time Decisions. I'm kicking it with a raging redhead can store at lugamblu.com. We'll step up in it. We got the Milwaukee Bucks and the Miami Heat. We're on the clock. We'll give you some picks and the props. We got a Game 7 on tap. And they say that the two coolest words in sports are Game 7. I disagree. I think money line hits, parlay wins, I win. <laughs> Uh, are all better, but hey, Game 7 is right there. <laughs> game yeah, 7 solid. is right there. Yeah, Oklahoma City and the Houston Rockets throw it down tonight. We've been slaying uh, the strikeout props all week on the program, and uh, we've got four or five more strikeout prop uh, uh, plays for you this evening. We've got a baseball pick that's coming up in about 25, 35 minutes' time. Uh, as a well, Cam's been killing it on the links. We've got golf picks. We've got UFC picks. We've got NBA picks. And we've got NHL picks. We've got a lot of picks on the program today, Ken. And I'll tell you what, this uh, golf uh, tournament as well, very, very interesting uh, format in which uh, basically the best players have a lead. Like Dustin Johnson's got a two-shot lead over John Rom, And then John Rom's yep. got a two-shot lead over Webb Simpson and so forth. So it sort of seems complicated, but... It really isn't when you break it down, and we'll help break it down uh, for you. And both me and Cam both had John Rom uh, last uh, week, so I look forward to seeing what you come up with this weekend. Yeah, it's an interesting tournament. You said it, Gabe. It's basically the top guy starts at minus 10, and the players 26 to 30 start at even. So there's a 10-shot discrepancy between the leader of the FedEx Cup and the guys at the bottom. But remember, it's still a four-round tournament. So if you want to get a little bit of value, maybe taking a guy at 6 and 7 to 1, you could make up four, four or five strokes in uh, four rounds of golf. And I'll tell you something, Gabe. I'm not sure if we're reading each other's mail again, but we'll go through all the picks. But watch out for Webb Simpson. One of these guys, he skipped last week to play for this tournament. He basically said, I'm going to give up a chance to win a million five to try to win 15. Maybe he's got something up his sleeve. This course might play to his strengths. Ball striking, approach, putting. He's got the whole thing. It's not It's not just a bomber's paradise here at, Ace, at East Lake. A lot of different players can win. I like Webb Simpson. $15 million to the winner. $45 million uh, in total in prize money. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decision continues. I am Arenzi. We're kicking over to Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. Uh, we got a cool night uh, tonight. We got a game seven coming up a little bit later on. We got a pretty big game two coming up in a couple of minutes with the Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks. We've got, uh, what is it, a game six uh, Stanley Cup playoff game tonight with the Stars and the Avalanche. The Vancouver Canucks have managed to extend their series uh, to six games with the Vegas uh, Golden Knights. And uh, we got a full slate of Major League uh, Baseball, the Tour Championship. 
um, the PGA Tour, basically. It's their playoff, the FedEx Cup and all that. $15 million to the winner. There's $45 million on the table. It's an interesting uh, format in which, you know, the top-ranked players have a uh, have a lead over the other players. So I look forward to Cam's take on, like, what's the cutoff of what do you think a guy is, like, you know, is it six-back? Is it four-back? Because I'm with you. I think Webb Simpson at minus six. Uh, like, Dustin Johnson starts at 10-under. Uh, John Rom starts at 8-under. Webb Simpson's at 6-under. He's definitely right there. And as you stated, there's not a cut. There's four rounds of golf uh, to be played. So it's, you know, and a lot of things can happen. So I look forward to breaking this down. And we'll give you guys uh, the odds uh, for the tournament as well, of course, courtesy of FanDuel. Uh, but I tell you what, Cam, this Miami-Milwaukee game and series, it's really upsetting me. I'm not going to lie. I'm one of the idiots out there originally that said, like, you know, 10 days ago, and, you know, we have a promo running on this network about, you know, that's been running for like two months about me talking about how the Milwaukee Bucks are vulnerable. I don't like yep. the supporting cast. I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like their coach. I don't like their supporting cast. You can't trust the other guys to hit shots. They're too flaky. They don't play defense. I could go on. And, and then when I'm watching Miami play, I'm like, man, Miami are going to beat these guys. Like, Miami are better than Milwaukee are right now. They're hungrier. It's sort of like Boston. They're hungrier than Toronto are right now. You know, these guys, those teams want what Toronto has, like the glory. They want the ring. They want the hype. They want what the Greek freak, oh, everyone says you're the best player. Jimmy Butler's all business. And all you need to know, guys, about Jimmy Butler, how about this, Ken? So, you know, over the weekend, of course, um, the families were allowed to um, to um, to arrive in the bubble. And, yep. you know, either girlfriend close to you, not an Instagram model you just met, you're trying to hook up with, but longtime <laughs> girlfriend uh, or family allowed to uh, to live with you in the bubble now, Jimmy Butler basically said, no visitors. <laughs> Jimmy, Butler, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Butler said, awesome. you know what? I've already, you know, he goes, I'm on a business trip. He goes, I know no disrespect to anybody else, but he goes, I ain't yeah. here for Disneyland. He goes, I I'm here to win an NBA championship. He goes, I don't have time for visitors right now. I, goes, I couldn't uh, agree more. I told my loved ones, I'll see them when I get out of the bubble. <laughs> and no, I, that's I all you need to know. That's about, right. like, he's for real. He's not just a fake old, like, you know, some guys will pretend they work hard for the camera. Not Jimmy Butler. He's the real deal, Cam. <laughs> oh, for sure. Think about this. Like, even when Van Fleet's kids arrive, it's, a, hey, honey, nice to see you. Dad, Dad, Disneyland. Hey, take us around the bubble. That's the thing. I agree with Jimmy Butler. You're not a cold-hearted guy. You're there to do a job. And let me tell you, from a guy that has a girlfriend and stuff, your your mind will be all over the place. You need 100% focus on this stuff. You can't be going, hey, are we going to go here? Are we going to go here? Can we pick this up? What about See, this? See, Mike Milbury you know, was like, right. And Mike Milbury got ran yes, out of town. Yes, he was. Yeah, well, that's the thing. What Mike Milbury said more offensive things like the other 150 times than that one, and he gets fired for something that it's not even offensive. Yes, guys will get distracted with women. How the hell is that? To, how is that offensive? Yes, they will get distracted. That's fact. And not that's just not women, children, comment. kids, yeah, dogs. I know. Dad, like, wah, wah. Really? Take the dog out for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> Bark. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to play, play basketball. Jimmy Butler's in his room just staring at the wall. Let's play. Let's beat the Bucks. That's what you want, Gabe. 
I agree. It is. And you look at the Milwaukee Bucks and, you know, so where I'm going with this is I like Miami. I thought Miami could win. Then I walked right into a track camp. I got too cute. I was like, you know what? The entire world is on the Miami Heat plus five in game one. Milwaukee have never been like a five-point favorite in three years in a basketball game. I'm taking Milwaukee. And look what happened in the first quarter. Milwaukee puts a 40 spot up, and I'm like, ah, man, I'm so smart. I knew it. I knew it was a trap. And then then Miami just blew them out. So now I'm, yeah. I'm almost screwed. I almost have to go back with Milwaukee when I like Miami no, coming into the series. No, you, see my, you don't. Uh, see, my quandary here? Your logic is flawed. You didn't waver from Vancouver Canucks. You put your foot down and said, I'm taking this dog at this price and whatever. Don't let the public or anything else fool you. There's no law that says, hey, Milwaukee has to come back and win this the game. They like can lose Miami this game again. too. Uh, the public might just be getting a sniff. Like, uh, I don't know, Gabe. I find it hard to be getting uh, betting on uh, Milwaukee right now. Look at the Raptors. They were, you know, I was almost dead sure they were going to tie it up. That things happen, right? They can go down two to nothing in this series. And the line's gone up to six. Mm, I don't know, man. It's just, I'm just not rushing yeah, to the window to bet Milwaukee. Yeah, like, People I don't smart, like that. The Sharks. <laughs> yeah. I know. No, look, it's basically the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat are now uh, 5-0 and in the playoffs. They haven't lost a game. Yep. They swept. And you know what? I think they basically have won, like, every game by double digits. Like, 9 points, 11 points. Like, they're not just, like, they're not even winning buzzer beaters. Like, they're beating you. They step up defensively. They hit key shots. It feels like Jimmy Butler scored 60, not 40. Uh, but he yep. scored 40. Gordon Drogic scored 27. Drogic is awesome. Are they going to combine for 67 points tonight, Cam? I say they, no. But the thing is, Gabe, all the other guys in their team didn't do anything. Like Ro- Duncan Robinson didn't do his thing. Other guys didn't. It was Drogish and, and uh, Jimmy Butler. And other guys in that team have the ability to step up and do more. Miami's a team. You saw what happened when Milwaukee went cold. That game was tight the whole time. And the minute Miami got up by five or six, they pulled away. They just extended the lead, 6, 8, 10, 11. They just get that, and that's the thing. And Milwaukee, that's not a good recipe because what do they do when they're down? Bomb three, clank, bomb three, clank. It's it's not cool. They need they need to almost like we talk about horse racing, a perfect ride there. If this game is tight, advantage Miami Heat because these guys actually know how to win down the stretch. I don't trust Milwaukee's system. You know what? They're also missing Eric Bledsoe. And- they are. You know, yeah, and it, uh, even if Eric Bledsoe was there, it would be the same thing. Listen, Milwaukee struggled, Cam, ever since they got to the bubble. This isn't a post-boycott protest situation. They, Dude, they lost his 19-and-a-half-point favorites to Brooklyn. Yes. Right? They were the biggest – it was the biggest upset in 27 years in the NBA. Like, in Milwaukee are just – their body language is bad, very similar to Toronto. Uh, their body language is bad. They seem disengaged suddenly for one reason – uh, or another, and it's very, you know, it's baffling. It's it's hard to read. So a prop I am looking at here tonight, and, you know, one guy that did step up was Chris Middleton the other night. All right, Chris Middleton did. His, his three-point prop tonight, Cam, uh, three-point shots made for Chris Middleton is two and a half. He's hit three or more in four straight basketball games. I expect Middleton to have another good night uh, here tonight. And yep. Jimmy Butler dropped 40 in game one. I left it on the table. 
I'm going to take his prop tonight. It's 22 and a half. I don't think he scores 40, but I can see him getting 26, 27. I think it is a higher scoring game tonight. That game nearly went over the number, dude, the other night. And Milwaukee had like 98 points. It was a weird game. Milwaukee had 40 points out of the gate, and they had 98 points with like two and a half minutes left. And it still nearly went over the number. Milwaukee played better tonight. I'm taking the Milwaukee Bucks to win the game. Parlayed with the Oklahoma City Thunder Cam plus the points plus 174. That's my play. I got no problem with that. That's the thing. Like, I think Houston might win this game tonight, but for them to win by six is asking a lot. I'll tell you, Chris Paul, Chris Paul, the way he looks and feels too, like it's personal with Harden and these guys too. And he basically took a shot at his old team. These guys aren't clutch. They never come through in big games. I got Dennis Schroeder, my guy. Like that was a subtle hint at those guys saying, you guys can never get it done in important situations. I think Oklahoma City can hang around and win this game outright too. Tough game though. I think they can. I think they can win this game outright as well. And I was thinking about putting them in a money line parlay, but it's just so many points. I want to grab the points. Picks and props next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Clemente by all wearing number 21 on September the 9th, which I think is a great idea, but would it make more sense to do it on September the 21st? <laughs> like 21? I'm just, you know, I'm just yeah, uh, yeah. Saying, think, thinking out loud. <laughs> Yeah, you're it's wearing like, 21. Like, That's like, yes, like we celebrate Roberto. How about you do it on the 21st? Like, but we, but we always celebrate Roberto Clemente Day on the 9th. You're right. 21, September 20th. It just makes too much sense, Marenzi. Anyway. Nah, yeah. you know what? I think there's a reason. I think it might have been the date. There has to be. Something. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, the anniversary yeah, yeah. or something. I'm sure yeah, we're good jerks for whatever the reason it is. Um, whatever it is, right, yeah. So it was an ignorant quickly, comment yeah. by me. <laughs> yeah, we'll break. We'll break. I shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> well, it was your update. I was just following up. Hey, so, I'm just reading the. I'm just reading the news. Exactly. <laughs> commentating on uh, so, just quickly exactly. before we get into the hockey and MMA, with his basketball game going off the board uh, right now, uh, in a minute, this, the total is skyrocketing right now. Everybody's jumping in on the over. I, you know, I bet it earlier in the day. It was two twenty one. It's up to two twenty three yeah. and a half right now. Milwaukee are minus six. So the final call, Cam's uh, taking the heat plus the points. I got Milwaukee yeah. to win the game. Parlayed with Oklahoma City plus the points, plus uh, 174. I'm taking the over in the basketball game. And I've got uh, Jimmy Butler over 22.5 points. And I've got Chris Middleton over 2.5 uh, three-point uh, shots made uh, in this game. All right, so let's bring Lou in. Uh, right now before we get to the MMA we've got an NHL hockey game uh, tonight and uh, Lou it's always a pleasure sir thanks for joining us and me and Cam were talking earlier it's been amazing in the NHL playoffs over the last couple of days with the late goaltending changes and you know not even second string but third string guys coming in guys that haven't played in like 48 days or something if not more and they all win it really is yep. amazing. They've all won. And it's funny because I like the Canucks last night. And then before the game, I see Markstrom. Like, what, Markstrom, what's this? And, like, and then, you know, what, you know beaten down and worn out and this and that. I'm like, oh, boy, Demko's uh, playing. And then I'm like, you know what? 
you know, Hutchinson got it done uh, the other day. Hell, a Zamboni driver won uh, earlier in the year. Let's ride this. It really has been a strange run in the NHL, but I think it catches up to them tonight. And I'm not so sure uh, old Starsky and Hutch can get it done uh, tonight. Uh, What's up, Lou? <laughs> not too much, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I'm loving hockey. I, I have to come clean. I think, um, uh, and no excuses, I, I'm having an off year with hockey, although I've been much better in this second round. Um, I believe that uh, what cost me, what's hampered me, is the inability to watch 25 or 30 games before the playoffs started and to get a rhythm of who's playing how and which way. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's been an unusual year. However, the hockey's been great, and uh, we have a great game tonight. Well, let me ask you guys then, and I was talking about this on the radio show last night with Tony Finn, one of Cam's yep. favorites, um, <laughs> like NFL football. It's the same thing, yeah. Lou. Like, normally, like, you know, and, and people saw preseason doesn't matter. It does matter, all right? Like, it doesn't matter what the record is, but it does matter if you're trying to study these teams and figure out their depth charts and, and see who's good and where teams can be exposed and where they're thin. And, you know, you can learn a lot from the preseason. Not from every team, but, you know, generally you can. Um, secondly, this reminds me of almost the 80s, guys, where you need a team freaking newsletter to know what the hell's going on. Right? Like, yeah. there's no media coverage of practices because there's a uh, restricted access. Since there's no preseason games and there's limited practices, you, you're not allowed to report depth charts, guys. So, like, the media cannot report, oh, this guy's, like, practicing with the ones or the twos. It's basically, like, game week protocols throughout the entire training camp. So, we don't know depth charts. We don't know. You need all you know is basically sort of what pops out of these practices. Oh, they look good. They look bad. No games. Ten practices with pads, Lou. And we're supposed to be betting on this stuff next Sunday, Week One NFL. Good luck with that. You, you know, same thing with the NHL. You just hold your breath and hope the best. <laughs> um, with regard to the NHL, I was guarded entering the first round. Um, with regard to the NFL, I will continue to be guarded. And, and not that I'll approach week one like the preseason, but, but I'll be very conservative in the first few weeks. Uh, um, and I pay special attention to contrarian approach, meaning uh, let's let these parlay playing pukes Move these numbers because here's the one thing we know in week one. We don't know. So why pretend to know? Let's let everybody move the number. And if I see a number go from six to four or four to six, I'm just going to go opposite because I know one thing for sure and I can take it to my deathbed. Everybody doesn't know. Lou uh, joining us, uh, calling us the parlay playing pukes. I will. I appreciate not being called a puke, uh, Lou. I'm a parlay playing uh, pundit. Yeah, me there and Ken decided if you lose, you're a puke. If you win, puke. you're a parlay you're pundit. A pundit. <laughs> you're a parlay <laughs> pundit. If you lose, you're a parlay playing puke. That's fair. We'll accept that. So uh, stars and avalanche. 
uh, tonight. <laughs> I've been pretty. I've been. I've been killing this series. Actually, I was. I like the series too. When everyone loved, uh, everyone loved Colorado. I was playing Dallas. True. When everyone yep. jumped on Dallas, I jumped on Colorado. I've been yep. jumping on and off the Maryville around pretty uh, wisely, as Cam knows. And tonight, Cam, the musical chairs has me landing with the big D and the Dallas Stars to get it done tonight. I have no problem with that, Gabe. I'm just in a situation where the last time we talked to Lou got that series price when they were down big at plus 245. So here's the situation. If Colorado wins tonight, it goes to game seven. I, I, I'm, I'm in a situation because you, you've bet enough money. And I will tell you this, Dallas will be a dog in game seven. I like Colorado. I like the way they played in front of Hutchison. They don't want to be, they basically, they have to protect him. They have a great defense. McKinnon needs, knows what he needs to do. And I really like what I saw from the fourth line. All those guys, Belmar and all those guys look fantastic the last game against Dallas. Not taking anything away from the Stars. They're a damn good team, and they just didn't show up. They were blitzkrieged when it was 5 to nothing by the Avalanche. I just got to think, you know, the cream rises to the top, game, and I got no problem uh, with your bet. This line opened up at Colorado minus 130. It's like a pickup now. People are smashing Dallas, and I can understand why. The Colorado has a third-string goalie there, but I'm going to rely on the talent, McKinnon, Landis Gog and the rest of these guys to bring it to a game seven. Then we're in a great uh, hedge opportunity to see what we'll do there. But I'm on the avalanche tonight, but I totally understand the stars love. Lou, any, uh, any opinion on this game? Any, um, any side or angle you like? Yeah. I also last Wednesday took Colorado when they were down 0-2 at a, at a plus uh, large price. Like or something, yeah. um, uh, so, but with that said tonight, uh, I tend to lean with you, Gabe. I think it's I think it's Dallas. That said, what's sticking out to me is the total. And everybody's throwing a parade because this over has been such a cakewalk. Uh, it, it all stops tonight. And I'll tell you this, I've seen some six and a halfs out there. I've already put on my webpage, go find the six and a half and then go bathe yourself in that under. Under tonight, the FanDuel guys. has a six and a half. And yeah, you know what? I'm glad you brought Go this get up, it. actually. Because, look, the lowest scoring game was seven goals. You're right. It's been a goal fast. Was it like 43 goals or something like that? Whatever. It's been a, yep. an extreme goal uh, fast. But I'll tell you what. Last night, Lou, in the NBA, there was a game seven between uh, Denver and Utah. And in 14 games inside the bubble, the Denver Nuggets were 13 and one to the over. All right. The total last night was 221 for their basketball game. The final score was 80 to 78. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was a game seven. It's a slugfest, old school battle. And, you know, you get this six and a half up on the board. Look at Vegas and Vancouver, another lower scoring game uh, as well. I like your yep. style with this, uh, Lou. You know, thinking outside the box as everybody just keeps going back to the over. Yeah, I, I I really like the play. I, I want you to get that half. That's everything. It leaves you uh, into in-game opportunities, which is really an underrated way to be betting hockey as well. Uh, but but that's the angle I'll take. I'll hope for a great hockey game. I do hope for a game seven, which allows me uh, to have options with that huge future bet on Colorado like Cam. Now, I will say this too, guys. After what happened with the goaltenders, think about it. You have a third stringer in Hutchison and Bishop starting for Dallas who got shelled. 
What's the first thing the coaches are going to say? Protect the goaltender. Don't take unnecessary risks. Don't pinch. Make sure back. you have your assignments. What? Bishop bounces back. That's kind of, well, that's my point is the attention to detail on both sides. Michael Hutchison's a third string goaltender. They have to play a system. They have to protect him. As for Bishop, he was bad in that game. You know he's going to be better. He's Ben Bishop. That's why we're talking about the under in this game, too. The philosophy is let's not have a track meet tonight. They got to protect these goalies. These guys can't afford to get down like two nothing, three nothing early. I agree uh, with you guys. Right. I think the under is the play. Uh, do we know, do we know Bishop's here. in? I think they said Bishop in. That's why I saw one report that said he was in. Bishop and Hutchison. Um, so we're going to a break uh, here just quickly. Uh, we like uh, Ryu over five and a half strikeouts, and I like the Toronto Blue Jays to win the game. This game's coming up in a couple of minutes. I also like yep. Tyler Molle over five and a half strikeouts. Game time decision continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I'm Marenzi. We're kicking on the Ranger Red Hat Cam Store. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates, whatever platform you are watching us on right now. LouGamblu.com. Uh, joining us, busy night uh, tonight, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Miami Heat. And then we've got a game seven tonight uh, with the Houston Rockets, Oklahoma City Thunder, game six, Colorado Avalanche, and the Dallas Stars UFC. Let's talk some MMA uh, right now with uh, with Lou. Um, so, uh, Lou, let's get let's get into the card uh, here. Let's start off uh, with the main event. Uh, we got Alistair Overeem and, uh, and Sakai uh, here. And, you know, I'm looking at this uh, fight, uh, Lou, and, you know, Overeem, I, I can never forget what Joey Odessa talked about Overeem years ago, stating that he's basically, he's got a 185-pound chin on a 255-pound body. Um, but he's he's really matured and become a smarter fighter over the years. And, you know, he doesn't, he used to be careless and just think that, you know, he could, you know, knock anybody out. So you've seen his maturity in the cage, and his big danger is basically you know some massive dude knocking him out. And you know, when you look at Sakai, Sakai isn't exactly a, a knockout machine. Uh, it's like as far as heavyweight fighters are concerned, not the most powerful uh, dude. To me, it looks like a very winnable fight for Alistair Overeem. Uh, I completely agree. When you look at who Sakai has faced in the UFC, Chase Sherman, who's just a statue, Andre Arlovsky, who is a glacier, Mark, Marcin Tibera, <laughs> who just is a just a total stand-up guy, and Ivan uh, Blaga Ivanov, who is durable, uh, but it, but just plods ahead, and he's just a walking target. Uh, the the competition Sakai has been in with is pedestrian compared to the decades-long uh, pedigree that Overheem has. You've described him accurately, although he can, I, I will disagree. He can take a punch, but it, when he goes, he gets touched on the chin, he can go. And Sakai's only hope is to get in there and hit him on the chin. Sakai has power and explosion I think for a limited amount of time, this is a five-round scheduled fight. 
Uh, I'm, I'm fascinated at the line movement where I track things. Uh, over in opens minus 215. I wrote an article yesterday. He was minus 140. Now, depending where you shop, he's maybe one fit minus 150. Watch the line closely. But at minus 150, Overeem is is just an, an abundance of value. I think he dominates this guy from the outside. If he takes him down, he could submit him. Uh, the the line has come your way. I'm. I've got my to drop. I'll watch it. If I see it tick up, I'm going to jump over him immediately. Uh, over him up to minus 170 uh, right now. And, um, you know, as you stated, it was like minus 148 uh, earlier in the week. And so it's starting to steam. It's interesting, too. How there it you is. Know, listen, Overeem's had, um, had a great career. If you look at his body of work and his, his durability, if you look, you know, basically his resiliency, he's still fighting when so many of his competitors aren't around uh, anymore. Uh, you know, he's made a lot of money as well. That's one thing about Overeem. He makes a lot of money. He makes like a quarter of a million of fights. So, you know, he's been racking up the, the, the millions over the but years what's he fighting as for? well. What's he fighting for, though? We, we know there's only one reason he's in there now. It isn't for no, money. He, He's fighting for one thing. The only title that's escaped him in is the UFC. combat right. sports, period. So he has his mind set on something here. I, th I don't think we should underestimate him. The, uh, the, the degradation against him is his age and his chin. And the thing is, too, he's not all that far off. Like, yeah, you know, you got, got Naganu and, you know, you got some guys. You got Blades, and there's guys, but... You know, when everything falls into place, you know, he's not all that far. The thing with Overeem is he's dependable. He's like a big-time gatekeeper now, right? It's like, you know, and he'll show up. People like watching him fight because weird things and crazy things usually happen uh, in his fights. But I like him here. I think I think he's going to win this fight. All right, so OSP and Minifield, we talked about this fight. This fight was supposed to happen a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but it was postponed due to, um, you know, it was what? Someone had coronavirus? One of them was someone OSP. camp or something? Yeah, it was OSP. OSP. Yeah. yeah, but he didn't have it, right? Someone in his camp had it, right? No, he, he tested he for it. it the day of the fight. And it must have been either a false positive or he never had symptoms because how does he come back two weeks later without any yeah. issue? So. Uh, it must it, it must have been fluky. I'm still waiting to to get to some of the guys' interviews during uh, fight week to just to let him explain it. But I, I yeah. feel the same way about him as I did two weeks ago. I I think he's got the experience and the well-rounded game to beat this young Menafield. I think the extra time is a benefit to both, provided OSP was able to train, and that's what I'm waiting to find out. I agree. I agree. You know what? I even think the it, it's a good point. We we need to need the situation, but I think it was like a false positive, one of those deals where he took the test and after he was negative, but it was too late out of abundance of a caution. Um, they had to, um, you know, they, they had to scratch everything. Say what you will, man. Listen, the UFC's done a good job um, yes. protecting everybody and pulling these cards off and, you know, give them credit. They haven't forced anybody. Like, I don't, I don't mean forced fighters, but I mean, it hasn't been like, oh, well, yeah, he's got a test, but he can fight. And no, no, you see, he's, 
He doesn't have any symptoms. It's fine. They bite the bullet. If you're a co-main event, it's too bad. You're off the card. If you're a prelim, too bad. You're off the card. I give Dana and I'll give the UFC credit for how they've handled uh, this. And it's ironic because you know he hates it and probably doesn't believe in it at all. But he's done a great job managing it. I got it, you know. So it's one of those just realities. (laughs) I can't agree more with that statement. That What they just think about uh, how complex it is to schedule 12 or 13 fights, that's 26 or so fighters per card, 40 or 44 cards a year, and now you add the complexities of COVID. How the UFC is continuing to march on through this is just a, is a study in perseverance and tenacity, and I, and I totally respect what they've done and thank them because they keep us working and talking. All right, Lou, so before we get you out of here, because we've got to get some baseball uh, picks um, and uh, and more, what what did we miss on the prelim? We hit the uh, the main event and the co-main uh, event. Well, just for the for, for the record, I do like OSP here uh, in this fight, so I like Overeem and OSP, but is there anything that we missed, and do you agree you like OSP here? I do agree I like OSP pending what I find out later in the week about how he handled COVID. There's a fighter on the card. There's two fighters on this card fought a month ago, Kelleher and Azur. Mm. Azur came into that fight, a favorite. I touted him. Kelleher knocked him out. He had just had a kid. He came in. He spent himself early. He's coming now off the loss. He's fighting a long, lanky kid named Cole Smith that I believe is dangerous. He's going to have some reach on him. But uh, Hunter Azur is going to use his wrestling and rub this kid out. I released it early in the week, minus 189 or 187 or so. Uh, he's maybe minus 200 or 210 now. I would suggest use Hunter Azur as one side of your parlay and then pick another side and make sure that you end up a pundit and not a puke. LouGamblu.com. <laughs> Uh, you can follow him on Twitter as well, at uh, Gamblu, nice and simple. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us, Lou. Always a pleasure. My pleasure. Good luck, everyone. There's uh, Lou, Gamblu.com uh, uh, with us. Yeah, we're trying to be uh, pundits. Uh, trust me. So. Yes, uh, yes. Miami and Milwaukee. Miami and Milwaukee uh, have begun. Miami Heat are uh, leading early right now, 8-4. Yeah. 8-4, yes. but uh, you know, we're real early. We're like two minutes in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, talk talk to me a little bit later. That's the thing. Yeah. 8-4, to 9-37 left of the first. Yeah, we'll, we'll worry a oh, little eight, bit five. later. 8-5. Oh, 8-5. 8-5. 8-5. That's getting closer. So I, we threw it yeah. out there quickly. There's just so much going on. But I jumped on the Jays, man. Ryu's been on fire, Cam. No reason not to back him. Uh, he killed yeah. it throughout the month. I thought the number was a little low. Uh, with Rio, I took the over five and a half strikeouts, and uh, Tyler Male was five and a half strikeouts. The Cardinals can, I mean, uh, once again, I'm not trusting the Reds here, Ken. I mean, it's the Cardinals just beat them every day. I got to be honest with you, I didn't want to talk about this issue on the show today because <laughs> you'll take a shot at me. I bet no, the Reds today coming off that intervention type. No, like no, it's it's getting close. Like the Reds are like a drug, and you're you're gonna have to like take it away from me. 
Like, I don't know what it is. Like, it's just like, just keep on coming back for more. But please don't, Cam. But, uh, ah, no, but I love it. I love it. Come on. I need more. Anyway, I like teams coming off that, uh, off getting their uh, butts whipped. And I will say this, Molly's actually a little bit underrated. I like your strikeout prop. I think the Reds get them today. And if, but if they lose, I'm going to have to move forward without this team ever, ever in my future. Like, I can't I say, thought, yeah, they, uh, they, this is it. I thought we went through this. Uh, we we went through this the other day, like yesterday. Yeah, about, we did. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, Cincinnati. but you don't listen to me about you don't listen to me about stuff too. So this Reds thing, I'm just kind of brushing it off too, right? I know you've uh, I've warned you on stuff, but you're right. I'm not gonna lie. You've you've said it. You've said your piece, and it was well said. Yeah. I just yeah. say I gotta take them today. I just I just like the situation today. I was an idiot for betting them the other night with Sonny Gray. This is a different scenario though. Lower juice. Molly's a little bit uh, they're underrated. They're not as bad. They're not as bad as I thought their record is. They're 15 and 21. Yes. Feels like they're like 9 and 28 or something. Oh, yes. It, it does feel that way. Yes. Very much so. <laughs> so you took the Reds. You're on the Reds. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah. I, I can't lie. So I took the Reds and I took. Yeah, that, that's correct. Yeah. That's right, so absolutely I'm just true. On, I'm on the I, I had, the, Ro- I had the Rockies. I had the Rockies earlier today. That was a good comeback, but. Uh, yeah, hopefully the Reds can uh, score some runs. This team's starting to really upset me. I've got more strikeout uh, props here this evening. I tell you what, Cam, we've been killing the strikeout props. No, oh, you're, dude, that's Absolutely your thing. You should just them. become the strikeout prop guy. Like, it's just amazing. Like, And the thing is, you're taking overs, and they're all hitting. Like, it's wild. Like, that's the thing. These guys, in today's baseball, if a pitcher stays in the game, that's what it is. Everybody's swinging for the yeah. fences. Nobody tries to hit singles anymore. Like, everything, home run or bust. And that's Why great for strikeout over props. Home run or strikeout. Home run or strikeout. Yep. That's modern uh, baseball. So, yeah, we liked uh, Ryu. Uh, just for the record, if you still want to get in on the Blue Jays uh, right now, uh, the guy was unbelievable um, in the month of August. Five starts. He only allowed he allowed one run or less in all five of the starts. He only walked six batters in 37 innings. Um, he's three and one against the Marlins with a 2-2-3 ERA in his career. As far as strikeouts, over five and a half. Uh, he's gone over five and a half strikeouts in four of his last five starts, uh, Ryu has. Uh, too late to get in on the Male uh, strikeout prop uh, right now. That's all we played there. But we have one with Max Scherzer. Listen, Max Scherzer hasn't had a great year. Uh, but I think he's starting to get a little bit healthier uh, right now. 11 strikeouts in his last start. He's gone over seven and a half in two of his last three. How about this, too? If you want to jump in, uh, if you think that the Nationals can stop the bleeding, Tonight, uh, Scherzer's 5-0 and with a 2.4 earned run average in his career in uh, Philadelphia. 11-3 and overall against the Philadelphia Phillies. I'm not asking them to win the game, but I think he can get over 7.5 strikeouts uh, here. I like Javier later tonight uh, with the Houston Astros. And I'll tell you what, uh, Zach Gallen, 5.5. He can strike out 5.5 Los Angeles Dodger batters. Damn right he can. I agree. Best bets coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, Cam, we're on the clock before we transition into in-game live. We're going to talk some golf uh, during in-game live, keep you up to date as far as the Heat and yep. the Bucks are concerned. But what are you looking at? What are the best bets, uh, Cam? 
Yeah, so, so far, me and you are both uh, on the Jays. I also have the Reds, and we have Miami. These are the bets we have going on live tonight. Uh, a couple games, Gabe. I'm going to go back to the Rays tonight as a dog. Montgomery's the favorite. Uh, I'm getting to get uh, Tampa Bay at plus 115, uh, the return of Morton. I don't know how it's going to go. It's a little bit of a risk, but you're going to give me this guy as a dog. I'm going to take it. And you want to talk about a worse team than the Reds as a favorite? They're the Milwaukee Brewers. I can't believe I haven't bet Detroit more in these games. I left that. That was the dog I left. That was the wrong dog I took last night. Pittsburgh almost came back. They lost by one. I'm going to tell you, man, you're getting 45 cents with the Tigers and Turnbull. You have a better pitcher going, and you're getting almost plus 150 against Milwaukee. I'm going to take a shot with the Tigers, Gabe. Oklahoma City plus five and a half in basketball. I don't like the, the baseball card all that much. I've got a bunch of strikeout props, uh, but as Neither far as I. sides are concerned, I'm intrigued by a couple of the underdogs that we'll talk about on In Game Live, including the Chicago White Sox uh, tonight. Uh, but I've got enough strikeout props. I do like the Dallas Stars tonight, guys. So we'll pull the trigger on the Dallas Stars. I'm with Cam. I like the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think the Thunder win the game outright. I think they can win the game outright. Uh, but, you know, when you're getting, it's coming down. The five and a halfs are gone, sitting at five. And speaking of which, the Bucks are up 14 13 uh, right now. And um, they're still early, higher scoring game. The pace is uh, on pace right now. In game total is 228 and a half. I do like Oklahoma City tonight, uh, plus the points. Really looking forward to this basketball game. Sitting at an even five, 217. Uh, right now and uh, strikeout props uh, that we're going to play and we'll hit this on the other side uh, with you though uh, we like Max Scherzer over seven and a half uh, we like Javier over four and a half and we like uh, Gallon over five and a half all uh, the, 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 you got time to get all those in still Scherzer over seven and a half Javier of the Astros over four and a half and Zach Gallon over five and a half against the Dodgers uh, tonight we're also on the Dallas Stars in game live with me and Cam coming up next SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 